This is World Lutheran News Digest, an audio news magazine bringing you a look at significant events in worldwide Lutheranism. WLN Digest is produced through the facilities of Worldwide KFUO, a broadcast ministry of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Today on World Lutheran News Digest... I'm World Lutheran News Digest host Kip Allen. Last Saturday, Lutherans from the Midwest gathered in St. Louis for what was called the March on the Arch. Marchers gathered in front of Planned Parenthood in St. Louis, the last abortion facility in the state of Missouri, and marched to the famous Gateway Arch. The march is being called a celebration of life parade rather than a protest. The Lutheran Church Missouri Synod was a major sponsor of the event and had a strong presence. One of the attendees was Sarah Golseth, who's the co-host of KFUO's popular Coffee Hour program. Sarah is my guest as we discuss the March on the Arch on today's World Lutheran News Digest. And now today's Fast Track. The Washington State Legislature gave final approval this weekend to a pro-abortion, pro-gender ideology sex education plan that allows the Sex Act to be described to five-year-olds, seven-year-olds to be taught about sexual pleasure, and sixth graders to be directed to a website featuring a how-to on anal sex. The Washington Senate voted 27 to 21 Saturday to approve the House changes to SB 5395. This according to the Seattle Times. It's sent now on to Democrat Governor Jay Inslee's desk for his signature. The bill would require the Washington public schools to adopt new comprehensive sex education material over the next two years. A woman was taken from the Planned Parenthood abortion facility in Riverside, California by gurney on March the 6th and loaded onto an ambulance for transport. Once inside the ambulance, a man holding the hand of a small boy, who appeared to be the family of the injured woman, were escorted over to the ambulance by what appeared to be a Planned Parenthood security guard for instructions. The family then followed the ambulance by a private vehicle as it left the Planned Parenthood parking lot. The ambulance ran without sirens. It's common for abortion clinic personnel to request no sirens when calling for ambulance assistance following a botched abortion. Registration is now open for the 2020 Multi-Ethnic Symposium, which is set for May the 5th through the 6th on the campus of Concordia Seminary St. Louis. The symposium brings together missional leaders, including pastors, congregational lay leaders, and others from across the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod to explore what it means and what it will take to become a truly multi-ethnic church. The theme of this year's symposium is The Rest and the West, What the West Can Learn from the Global South Christianity. Participants will explore growth in Global South Christianity and how the Church in the West can learn from the practices in music, worship, missions, ethics, and in teaching theology. Liberty Council presents oral arguments today before the District of Columbia Court of Appeals regarding Two Rivers Public Charter Schools lawsuit against pro-life advocate Larry Serignano for his constitutionally protected speech against Planned Parenthood, a facility that's located between two buildings because of its elementary and middle schools. The lawsuit, filed by the public charter school, contains one allegation that on November 23rd of 2015, Sergnano appeared on public sidewalk holding signs raising awareness about abortion. The public charter school wants to completely ban him from peacefully standing with a sign on public sidewalk. The charter school sued Sergnano and other pro-life advocates for being on a public sidewalk. 
Cerignano never trespassed on school property nor otherwise broke any laws. World Lutheran News Digest will be back right after these messages. Hi, I'm Pastor Ted Lesh, pastor at Chapel of the Cross Lutheran Church in North St. Louis County, inviting you to listen to our KFUO radio worship broadcasts on Sunday evenings at 6 o'clock. Active worship, preaching, music, and singing are part of every one of our services at Chapel. Join us Sunday nights at 6. It's one more broadcast worship opportunity for you from your friends at Chapel of the Cross and KFUO Radio. This is World Lutheran News Digest. I'm World Lutheran News Digest host Kip Allen. My guest today is Sarah Golseth, who is the co-anchor and I guess I should say co-host of our popular Coffee Hour program here at KFUO. Sarah has, among another thing, among many of her talents and many of her activities, she participated this last Saturday in what we call the March on the Arch, which was a huge pro-life celebration. Sarah, welcome to the program and what happened? Hi, Kip. Thanks for having me. <laughs> well, the March on the Arch was put on by the Coalition for Life of St. Louis, a local pro-life organization. Uh, the LCMS uh, was a major sponsor of this event, along with a couple of other groups, Thomas More Society. I believe you've talked with some people from yeah, there. Yeah, they're involved. Yep, yep. So uh, it was. Uh, I wasn't really sure what to expect. I had never done this before. I didn't actually even... No, it was a thing um, until until just a few weeks ago when uh, when the LCMS became a major sponsor and and we started really encouraging people to also show up. So didn't really know what to expect going into it, but I have been to the national march in D.C. So I kind of I figured it wasn't going to be quite that big. Uh, the march in D.C. is is pretty. It's pretty extensive and huge and lots of people and lots of lots of stuff going on. Well, one of the things about the March on the Arch, I think you've just alluded to it, is this has actually been going on for two or three years. And like you, I was unaware of it, mm-hmm. which I'm embarrassed about since I'm supposed to be the news hawk here at the station. <laughs> but the LCMS jumped into this with both feet. Mm-hmm. We really, really wanted to make a presence there. I know Matt Harrison, the president of the Senate, was was uh, very happy and very excited about being there. And in fact, he actually, I think, led the Lutheran contingent and mm-hmm. did some preaching and singing. Yep, yep. He he led us in in prayer before we marched uh, and gave us a little pep talk. Um, it was actually uh, Pastor Michael Salamink, uh, who was who's the executive director of Lutherans for Life. He was the one that. Uh, was actually uh, the Lutheran speaking for us at the rally, at the pre-March rally. Uh, so he was he was the one that really gave gave the message of of uh, of being gospel motivated voices for life, as he likes to say. So, well, as the uh, the motto was at the Washington March, it's uh, show up, be a Lutheran, confess Christ. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's that is what we did. We had our our big. Uh, our big hymn signs that, that people were carrying so we could sing while we marched. That's become kind of our MO when we come to these marches. Um, we were we prayed and confessed the creed beforehand and then we did the same thing when we got to the when we got to the arch we all congregated 
at the arch and we prayed some more and we confessed the creed once again. Um, they were actually trying to get us to, to move along to get into the group picture, but but we were in the middle of the Lord's Prayer. So, And there was, a, <laughs> yeah, I, I know how that goes. And um, I saw a lot of videos about the march mm-hmm. uh, on Facebook. Uh, Coalition for Life has their Facebook page. And of course, we do. Mm-hmm at uh, lcms.org and, of course, kfuo.org. And uh, we can be we, uh, we can be picked up because we have these distinctive green hats, mm-hmm. which has really become one of our trademarks. Mm-hmm. And I was struck by looking at this at just how many people there were wearing yeah. those green hats. Yeah, yeah. Well, and they don't have an, an official count yet. I checked right before I got into the studio. Uh, they don't have an official count yet for how many people were there. People are saying maybe around a thousand ish. Um, but when we got to the end, when we got to the to the arch, it, it looked like about a quarter of them were were wearing green hats. So that doesn't account for everyone that that wasn't wearing a green hat because by that time it was like sixty degrees and sunny. So, <laughs> but it was still a very strong LCMS presence. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, I know I've been speaking to uh, uh, some people down in communications, and again this. Uh, is uh, part of the efforts, I think, from uh, President Harrison is that we want to become very involved in the Midwestern hub of the pro-life movement, both Chicago, mm-hmm. which is a huge one, which we participated in, and now in St. Louis. The Senate is increasingly taking a front-page role you know, in, in the pro-life movement, mm-hmm. and this is something that, as Lutherans, this is one of the things we do. We, this is how we confess. Absolutely, yeah. Well, and, and Michael Salamink in his in his address beforehand, and then when uh, when Peter Slayton was able to, we were able to catch him uh, during the march and, and do our Facebook Live interview with him. Uh, he he loves to talk about how uh, we have we have the gospel um, that we are we are walking alongside people who are hurting. Uh, we aren't yelling at them. We aren't, you know, shoving the law on their faces. Uh, we are showing them Christ's love. We are, we are pointing them back to Christ. Um, and, and Michael Solomon said that uh, we have, uh, our secret weapon is compassion, and the enemy has no answer to that. So we are walking alongside these people and, and showing, showing them, telling them the gospel of Christ, but also showing it to them in our deeds and in our actions and in our love for them, providing for our neighbors in this time of need for them. So it wasn't so much an anti-abortion march. It was a pro-life celebration. Yes. Yep. He said this is not a protest. This is a parade. We are, we are showing the gospel to our friends. Um, and, and it did start in front of Planned Parenthood uh, in the central West End in St. Louis, um, which, which was a, a, a a poignant place to start a pro-life march, uh, you know, where we're the gathering groups of people who, who are, are sharing our love for these women and families who are hurting. But we're, we're showing up there in front of the Planned Parenthood to, to, to show our love, to say that we, we support these women who are hurting, who are, who are searching for an answer, who may not know where, where to turn. What was the reaction of bystanders to the march? I was actually surprised at how few people uh, were protesting us. I expected there to be, just because of the location where we were and people, um, there's often people outside praying. So I expected mm-hmm. to, to have some some people yelling at us. But when I was standing next to the street, I only had two people 
who drove by yelling obscenities at us. Nearly every other person that drove by us either ignored us, obviously, or they were honking and waving in support of us. So it was it was actually quite a joy to see the reaction of people who were driving by or, or standing on the sidewalk that that were cheering along with us and that were were showing their support for us as well. We should point out that the Planned Parenthood facility in St. Louis is the last one operating in the state of Missouri, and Mm -hmm. they do not have a license, actually, Mm -hmm. because they failed their last inspection. Mm -hmm. And the thing is going through the court system right now, but they have a a horrible safety record. Mm -hmm. So we'll see what happens when the courts eventually rule on that. Something else I wanted to ask you, Sarah, since you are, uh, Sarah, I will say, is probably one of the younger people of the KFUO staff. Probably. Where I'm a baby boomer, so that that tells you exactly where where I'm coming from. But something I've observed over the years from watching the uh, March on Washington is how the average age of the marchers is going down. More and more young people seem to be involved in it. Now, I did not actually witness the St. Louis March. What did you see about the average marchers? What were their ages? There were a lot of young people. Um, I know in our in our Lutheran contingent, there were a lot of families, uh, a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of millennials, a lot of people my age. Um, some, I mean, there were older folks as well, uh, baby boomers. But but it was it was a younger crowd. We and, are mature and seasoned. There you go. Uh, but with the rest of the group, uh, with the rest of the groups that were there, it was a lot of younger high school, college age people as well. So that's that's a theme uh, that is across marches here and elsewhere. We actually got a, uh, a release recently, uh, just prior to the march, uh, from the Students for Life of America, and mm-hmm. they are trying to establish a local St. Louis, uh, I, put, I forgot what the exact title is, it's a, a chapter for the organization. I think they call it uh, St. Louis uh, Students Future, something along the I'm so embarrassed about that because I should know that because I was actually just on the line at Students for Life of America about that. But uh, they were established, my understanding is that they actually had a booth and they were trying to recruit members. Did you see that? Uh, any any uh, sign of them? I did not. Could have. But they may have been there. I was paying attention to other things. <laughs> <laughs> well, who did you see there? We had, because I know there were a number of different groups that had uh, participated in this besides us. Mm-hmm. Who were some of the groups that you saw? I'm sure the Catholics had a huge uh, had a huge turnout. I, in fact, I saw a papal flag in yes. one in one of the uh, one of the photos. Yeah, and I'm not sure. I know the Thomas More Society uh, was there. Um, there are several other Catholic groups who were there. I don't know of any specific names of groups um, off the top of my head, but there were there were several other groups. A lot of the, the Catholics were definitely out. Uh, in in large numbers as well. Well, Sarah, since one of the many hats that you wear here at KFUO is that of our social media director, Mm -hmm. let people know where they can access on the internet these photos and these these videos that we have. Sure. So we're on Facebook, which is uh, facebook.com slash KFUO radio, and also Instagram if you search for a handle KFUO radio. Um, I have, I have, well, I put some things in our stories. Those will be gone by now. There's also a few of the photos that I took. Um, Eric Lunsford, the LCMS photojournalist, he took some some fantastic photos, and those are on the LCMS Facebook page. If you just search for the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod on Facebook, you can find those too. 
Uh, Eric is a, an incredible photographer, mm-hmm. and he travels the world literally covering the efforts of Lutherans oversee everything from missionaries to mercy work to conventions. Mm-hmm. In fact, he's actually had to get an extra passport because <laughs> he has so many visas to this. Yeah, he's, he's wonderful at capturing capturing moments like, like nobody else I've seen. Absolutely. Eric's uh, background is as a news photographer, mm-hmm. and boy, does it come through in yeah. what he has done. He knows... He can tell stories with pictures. Yeah, well, that's it. You don't need any words. <laughs> what would you describe the overall tenor of the march from what I saw, uh, I would call joyous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a lot of cheering, a lot of laughter, um, a lot of a lot of people smiling, saying hello to each other. Uh, there was a drum line at the front, actually, which was very cool. So there, there was a, a, a group of young people with with their drum line, and they were they were drumming and chanting and singing. I think the entire four miles, which was impressive. I was wondering if they were going to keep it up the whole time, and I'm pretty sure they did. Which was that was that was actually a really cool part for me. I love drum lines. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were also the station's physical fitness buff, so I'm assuming one of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm assuming that you made the entire march from uh, from the Planned Parenthood headquarters all the way down to the arch. Is that correct? Oh yeah, four miles. It actually went a lot faster than most of us thought it would. We were we were walking at a pretty pretty stiff pace, so I mean, we made it down there, and, and it, was, it was about an hour and a half that included a stop um, on on a, uh, one of the college campuses between between the Planned Parenthood and the Arch. We stopped and uh, and said the the Pledge of Allegiance at the flag that we walked by. Um, but yeah, it was it was an hour and a half. We were we were. We were booking. It was it was good. It was a good pace. Well, no, it was it was closing or rolling uh, road closures too. They like in D.C. They have the entire route blocked off because there's just thousands upon thousands of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was rolling closures. So at one point, Peter and I and uh, Stacy Egger, the three of us, were working communications, and uh, we were all the way at the back, and the police cars were right behind us, kind of uh, pushing us forward. So we had, we had to run. There's a if you really want to see, there's a Facebook Live video of us actually running down the street because we had to catch up with the group. <laughs> oh, that would be fun, watching Sarah running from the police. <laughs> well. <laughs> and you heard it first right here. More scandal. Yeah. Sorry about that. I can't. My old pal's just catching up to me. <laughs> Sarah, this is an exciting thing. What other... What other issue? Not issues. What other uh, events are you aware of that we are getting involved in? Uh, again, we mentioned the Chicago thing. I know that mm-hmm. uh, that uh, we are working very strongly and very closely with the Chicago uh, Right for Life people, mm-hmm. and I gather that is going to become an annual event. Probably. I mean, we've been there for several years in a row yeah. already. Yeah. 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 So keep that in. And again, we had uh, we had increased uh, our uh, sponsorship of it. We were one of the mm-hmm. major sponsors of the Chicago March. Yep. Yes, we and so here we are doing the same thing in St. Louis. We're expanding our, our reach. Mm-hmm. And this is something uh, that the LCMS, I think, has been doing more and more of recently, is we're trying to put a public face on it. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things, um, question that uh, I get sometimes, and I'm really, to this point, I'm still not sure how to answer it, <laughs> is when people say, oh, you're a Lutheran. What's that mean? Hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. How do you explain that to a person who's not a Lutheran, what it is to be a Lutheran? 
Well, as you say, you know, with Eric, sometimes the picture's worth a thousand words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and we confess Christ crucified for our sins. So that's what that's what we tell people, and and that's what we tell people at these marches that that Jesus died for you to take away these this, these sins. Um, and and when we talk about abortion, abortion isn't uh, isn't the problem. It's the symptom of the problem of our sinfulness. And and you know it's it's probably never going to go away. But that doesn't mean we we don't keep marching uh, to uh, to make it illegal. Um, but we also keep uh, sharing the gospel. We keep telling the love of Christ. We keep uh, bringing hope to these people because Jesus is the ultimate answer to all of this. That's an interesting observation you just made was that the, uh, it's not abortion per se. It's what's behind abortion. Mm -hmm. And I have to admit, I hadn't quite thought of it in that light. You know, you're right. What, what breakdown, what, what sin, what evil in us Mm -hmm permits us in our in our our daily life i mean i see uh uh oh there's a, a woman right now who's who's uh talking about how her beautiful abortion was oh my god yeah how can somebody say that it's sad it makes i mean just in in my personal reflection it it makes me very sad uh that 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 is seemingly the only option for women who uh who may be hurting who may be in despair, who think that they don't have anywhere else to turn, and that abortion is is the only way to make the quote unquote problem go away, when there are so many other resources and people who will love her and her baby. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite hashtags on Facebook in the pro life movement is "Love them both." Um, that that, that it, it isn't mutually exclusive. You don't have to. Uh, love the woman or the child. Um, you don't have to choose one or the other. You can love them both, support them both, and whatever that may look like on the other side of of the child's birth. Absolutely, and and there are many many pro life centers. Mm-hmm. I think they call them what, pregnancy uh, crisis centers, pregnancy resource centers, resource centers in the uh, St. Louis or actually all over the country. Mm-hmm. There are many, many of them. And these are people who will help women in facing this situation and even men. Mm-hmm. You know, it, <laughs> the woman's the one getting the abortion, but the man there's definitely a had of, a role to play in that. Well, there's a lot of hurt for men who whose uh, significant others have gone through abortion. If if they didn't want it, they often don't have voices. Yeah, there are and, and pregnancy resource centers are are beautiful places to provide for the mother and child, not only through the pregnancy but afterwards too. They provide resources and clothing and diapers and and support for these women who um, obviously their lives are, are changing significantly and they need that support not just through the pregnancy um, but but afterwards too to figure out the new normal of their life with this child or if they give it up for adoption uh, what what that will look like down the road because it's something that I mean that will stay with them for the rest of their lives it is indeed a life-changing situation, whether the child, you keep the child or they put it up for abortion, or certainly put it up for abortion, put it up for adoption, or of course, in the tragic case of aborting it, mm-hmm. that's going to be with that person for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. And the people around them, as I said, you know, there's a man involved in this as well, plus all the family and support people. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, <laughs> the more you think about it, the more it, 
the more it gets. And, you know, the thing, one of the things that bothers me is that I think that there is really a lack of information out there about these pregnancy help centers, pregnancy resource centers. How can people find them? I Google. <laughs> I mean, if, if you search pregnancy resource centers online or contacting Lutherans for Life, um, they have all of these resources. They would know who to point you to. Um, they have they have a nationwide network of resources uh, for women, both for women who, who are seeking uh, those resources who, who may be in a situation where they, they're considering an abortion uh, or for people who want to support those women. They, they have resources they would know. Where where to point anybody looking for for pro life resources? And of course, the message that we want to send to them is, you know, they're not alone. God loves them. Mm -hmm. We love them, and Mm -hmm. we understand what they're going through, and we can help. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's what we're trying to do. Boy, it's a it's going to be a long. A long fight. It's been a long fight. I remember when when uh, Roe v. Wade came down in 1973. Again, I'm a boomer, so I remember I wasn't these things. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there was that first march the year afterwards, and it was relatively small. I think it, I think it attracted a few thousand people, but it was relatively small. And of course, it was mostly older people. Mm-hmm. But gradually, the tra- the tide is turning. Mm-hmm. You as a as a millennial, mm-hmm. okay. What about your friends who are your age? Are are they aware of the situation? Are they aware of the changing winds? I'm sure they are. Yeah, and I have I have friends across the spectrum too. I have I have friends who are pro life. I have friends who are pro choice. Um, and I mean, I, I pray that that one day we don't have to march. Uh, that one day we that that abortion would be illegal. Um, or I like. I I hope that abortion is one day unthinkable yeah. rather than illegal. Um, it can be illegal and people will still want it. Mm-hmm. Um, that ultimately that that there are resources and a network for women who who don't even need to make that choice anymore because the support is there. Uh, that that would be wonderful. I love that one thought you came up with is that it's not so much that we are working for abortion to be illegal. We're working for it to be unthinkable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sarah, I want to thank you so much for sharing this with me. And I'm sure that you have you have a great deal of insight here that I, as a, <laughs> as a boomer and as a man, don't have. And that's one of the reasons I wanted you on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I want to thank you so much for it. Yeah, thanks for having me. And listen to the Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah <laughs> on Worldwide KFU. Thank you very much. World Lutheran News Digest may be heard every Wednesday at 2.30 p.m. and again at 9.30 a.m. Saturday Central Time on Worldwide KFUO. It may also be heard anytime streaming online at kfuo.org. Join us again next Wednesday for another new edition of World Lutheran News Digest. I'm your host, Kip Allen. World Lutheran News Digest is a broadcast ministry of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. WLN Digest is produced through the facilities of Worldwide KFUO. You can also listen to WLN Digest on demand at kfuo.org. To correspond with World Lutheran News Digest, email news at kfuo.org.